good deals are found. Great deals are made, and from one great deal at a time, legacies are built. Let's go! Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott on fire today. Just cranking her out. Got uh, Zoa Energy White Peach today. Costco, one of the best places you can buy if they still have it in stock. Um, yeah, I'm on on fire this morning because I got to be. I'm <laughs> I'm on. I'm literally. You know, maybe I put this off and maybe procrastinated on doing um, the last minute of this. I'm trying to get a couple weeks ahead of myself because I'm about to go on the road. I'm on my way off to the airport here, head out to Toronto, head out to Edmonton, check on some projects, head out to a couple conferences, get together with um, some of the wonderful real estate investors in the local markets, got a whole bunch of recording and videos and podcasts and just got, a you know, essentially eight days of just pure on running, pure on um, connecting, and pure on checking on some projects. So this is going to be fun. Now, the reason why I'm saying all that is because I literally am trying to get all these things done before I hit the road here. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Parkinson's principle. I think it's called Parkinson's. It's what the roughly, roughly stated is that, oh, hang on, let me just... Slow down a bit here. Let me just take a little drink of my Zoa Energy drink. Ah, that's a tasty beverage. Um, Parkinson principle is work expands to the time that it's given. Okay. Like, for example, if you had a week to do a project, typically that work will take a week to do the entire project. If you had one hour, you can probably get the same amount of work done in that one hour. You know, and the famous analogy that everybody resonates with is typically some of the most productive work you get done is that time, that day leading up to when you're going on a vacation and you just only have, I only have two days in order to get all this stuff done. And you know what? Miraculously, the work gets done. So the reason why I'm saying that is I'm heading off to the airport and <laughs> here's the thing is I'm sitting there and I'm putting together my bag and packing things and I'm so out of practice. Like, honest to goodness, I think I mentioned this in another podcast episode, um, you know, for, for better part of 22 years, I, you know, with a couple different works, I, I would travel minimum one to three times a month one to three times. And I haven't been on an airplane in the last three years. I've been on an airplane maybe about three times in the last three years. So I'm just a little out of practice and, you know, getting the old bag packed. I honestly, when I was doing this regularly, I had my packing down to a science. I really did. The bag that I used, the uh, garment bag, the the type of um, toiletry bag, I had two of everything. It literally was, I could pack in probably under, under seven minutes. I can go from start to finish and pack for an entire week. I really could. Um, now it's taking a little bit extra time. I'm just getting out of the routine a little bit here. But anyways, if I do see you and if you're listening to this podcast episode, maybe we run into um, a couple of the presentations I'm doing over the next couple of weeks, a couple of the speaking gigs or a couple of the events I'm, I'm at, um, come on up, say hi, um, tell me that you listen to the podcast if we have not had a chance to meet. I would love to meet the loyal listeners of the podcast. 
Now, speaking of a loyal listener and speaking of a rising star, I have the great opportunity to introduce you to somebody who you might not know. And you're going to be hearing a lot more from this power couple. And I think I used the term in the episode of a rising star, and it, it truly is. Mike and Kayla Westy are truly rising stars in this whole game of real estate investing. You know, they, what's the best way to say? They've made all the right moves. Like, don't get me wrong. They've had some missteps and they've had some sleepless nights and they've had some pulling their hair out and they've had a lot of stress and challenges, but really they have made a lot of the right steps. And that's one of the things you will get from this episode is how they got started and each of the progressions they have made on their way. They truly have uh, used real estate as a stepping stone um, from buying their first place right up to starting to subdivide and develop land and building houses and, and wonderful things like that. So and they've done that. Well, you know, starting a brand new family and working full time jobs and and all that kind of stuff. It's it's amazing. The legacy that Mike and Kayla are building, and it truly is being built one property at a time. Now, one of the cool things about this story that we're going to go through here as well is they're doing this in a real estate market that some people might just have completely thrown out. You know, they're doing it in the Kelowna area, West Kelowna specifically. I think they're also buying some properties in Alberta as well. I know they have a few play, a place in Edmonton as well, but they're doing it in the West Kelowna area. And most people will sit there and go, oh, well, you can't make West Kelowna work. It's, prices are just way too high. You know, they can't generate enough rent to do a a traditional uh, buy and hold. But what Mike and Kayla do is they have a very specific niche. And over the past couple of years, they've been just building out the proof of concept with this niche. And, and you're going to hear all the story. I'm not going to give you all the ins and outs of this. But as we were going through this, um, and in, in my personal opinion, they're extremely conservative analysis that they've built into this as well. I think I used the, the term holy macaroni. I think it was something that I think I've made maybe used a holy right <laughs> with that, uh, you know, maybe even dropped a, a, a coarse, uh, a, a colorful metaphor in there. But they're doing an amazing job. They truly are. And I'm just very, very proud of the work that they're doing. And they are, you know, I think the comment, and I had a conversation with Mike after when we were debriefing after that. And he said, and he goes, he goes, Russ, uh, when I ran these numbers again, I thought this was a good opportunity. I really did. And, and he goes, I know it was a good opportunity because I bought it. And as they are doing it again and trying to poke holes in the analysis, trying to, you know, say, what am I missing? What am I missing? Am I missing something? The numbers are actually getting better. Okay. So in those traditionally higher priced markets, you can make real estate work. You have to put a little bit of time into it. You have to put a little bit of effort into it. You have to maybe learn how to densify properties. You have to maybe learn how to sever off some land, build on building uh, densification, if that's such a word, building more units on smaller land. Hey, there you go. That's probably the best way to put it. So you're going to thoroughly love this episode. This is just one of those stories that I'm looking forward to of sitting back and watching it evolve over the years. It has already 
been an amazing story. And I honestly think that Mike and Kayla are in version two of their story. There are so many more versions of their stories to come, and I'm looking forward to sharing them all with you. All right, gang, with all that being said, please help me welcome Mike Westy. Mike Westy, how are you, my brother? Looking sharp. Welcome to the show today. Thanks, Russ. I'm really excited to be here. Likewise, uh, I'm just uh, noticing the difference in our uh, our camera quality, and that's uh, something I'm going to have to address here. Well, well so. Mike, mine is all makeup. It's makeup and tanning <laughs> booths, and and uh, I, I, yeah. I subscribe to the Hulk Hogan, lots of fake tan spray and all that kind of stuff, and and lots of lots of <laughs> camera filters, right? <laughs> but you, my brother, look at that. I'm going to get that picture there. What is that in the background there? What a that beautiful, beautiful city we call home, Kelowna. BC. Wow. Wow. What are are you doing today, Mike? You're, uh, it's not like you, you just mentioned off air. You were just, uh, you were just on a boat this morning. Do you have the day off or something? Uh, No, we were actually testing some equipment for, I'm a helicopter operations manager for a company in, in Kelowna here. So we were actually testing some, uh, some equipment that we use on our, on our helicopters and how it uh, reacts to uh, um, being basically submersed in in the lake. So yeah, got, got out on the boat and did some testing. It's a good way to start the day. So. Well, yeah, nice. Well, that's, uh, that is a, a very interesting story. So we're going to get into this. Um, and and you have a, a really cool story. You you and your lovely wife, Kayla, have an amazing story. And it's, I call it like the, the you know, the absolute poster children of the story of getting started in the journey of real estate. And, but before I would be remiss if I didn't ask the question about how uh, Kayla's doing, how are, how's Jet doing and how are the fur babies doing as well? Yeah, everybody is, is wonderful. Um, Jet has been just such an amazing addition to our lives. Um, Yeah. He's, he's an absolute joy. Yeah. And, and we we're just enjoying every every moment. So. Yeah, I uh, I saw this lovely picture that you had here up on on from uh, from Mother's Day. Was this is this this was the first Mother's Day, wasn't it for 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 you guys, wasn't it? So I, I did put that up on Mother's Day. That was actually from a race uh, that we did earlier in the season yeah. in uh, in uh, Kamloops. So he had his uh, little ear defenders on, and and uh, yeah, we were. It was pretty neat to get him out there and and see that that. Nice. Uh, that world that we spent so much time in. So well, and we're going to get into a lot of your hobbies. You have some of the some of the coolest hobbies here. Like uh, you're are, you're uh, is it is a technical term, and I and I don't want to be show my ignorance here. It's motocross. Is it correct? Is that correct? Uh, so we're kind of more on the enduro spectrum. Okay, um, I would say you know yeah, uh, medium <laughs> to hard enduro in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you do it, you race, uh, semi-professional or professional, don't you? Uh, I have raced in pro classes. I definitely wouldn't call myself a professional in that, but very dedicated amateur, let's say that. So. Oh, Mike, you're, you're extremely, <laughs> you're a humble Canadian. I, I would imagine yeah. that, uh, you get you and me on a bike beside each other. <laughs> there would be like a night and day difference out there as well. And, I, you know, and I yeah. think you're just being a little bit humble. I, I, we've had some conversations and you tell me about the races and the places that you've gone and where you've placed and you've competed against some fairly world-class athletes and that. And, and uh, you know, I have a feeling there there's some professional in what you're doing out there, my brother. 
Uh, well, yeah, like I say, thank you for the compliment. And uh, we could definitely arrange to get that, make that happen, get us both on a bike if you're interested. So. Well, I'm looking forward to I'm actually coming out, uh, out to the Okanagan a couple times this year, for sure in September. I'm trying to line something up with my parents who are going to meet me. They're going to come up. It's something that they go, well, Russ, are you coming out to Saskatchewan this summer? And I go, why don't you guys come out my way? And mom and dad just get really anxious around the big cities, like big cities. I said, well, let's just meet in the Okanagan. I said, done. <laughs> Right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're, we're in that perfect part of the not quite a, a big city and not quite a small town. It's uh, that really nice middle uh, middle that we fit into. Yeah. So. And you, you never have to ask me twice to come out to the Okanagan. It's just one of it is just it is one of the nicest places in Canada. Now, I haven't been everywhere, but it is just I, mm-hmm. I you know, we, we have to keep it our secret. But it is just a, okay. it is a pure slice of heaven in, in, in oh. this country. I, uh, I dare to say the secret is out uh, over the last few years. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm actually surprised it took as long as it did. Right. So, yeah. Well, we're going to get into this here very shortly. And uh, one of the things I like to do on my channel is, and, and, and don't take this the wrong way with the term I'm about to use, is the following. I like to feature what I call rising stars. And you and Kayla are have have you've you've probably passed the getting you've definitely got got past the getting started stage. But the journey that you guys took on the getting started is what I want to share. But you guys are what I call absolute shining stars in in the marketplace, and I like to feature people that maybe haven't really been featured before. And maybe they're just getting their start into this whole space of putting the message out, the raising of the capital, growing a portfolio. And uh, I would consider you and Kayla in that in that, that realm of rising stars. And I'm looking forward to our conversation here today. So are you ready? Are you ready to be grilled over the coals, over getting all your notes? And I'm just going to, I'm just going to uh, hold yeah. you accountable to everything. Are, are you ready, Mike? I am ready. Yeah. And, and and thank you very much for the kind words. We're, as you said, humble Canadians. So it's sometimes uh, almost awkward to feel, to hear those, uh, those compliments, but I sure appreciate it. So. Well, here's the, here's the funny thing is, and I, it's not that we're comparing anybody to anybody, but it's when we dive into your story that you're about to share, um, when you're in it, like you and Kayla are in it every single day, it doesn't sound like it's a lot, but when you actually zoom out to 30,000 feet, it's, it's like, holy crap, we've accomplished a lot in a short period of time. It's almost like watching Jet, your your son, grow up. Is When you're seeing him every day, he doesn't look like he grows. But when grandma comes from Kamloops and she goes, oh, look, he's growing like a little weed, right? When you don't, when you're not in it every single day. Okay, so I do have a question here for you. Okay. Um, for those of you that are, uh, for those that might not be aware who Mike Westy is, maybe give a little bit of uh, your backstory, where you came from, what kind of led you into this world of real estate investing, and then we'll just take the conversation from there. Okay, thank you. Yeah, um, so I grew up on the coast. Uh, my wife, Kayla, and I, we've, uh, we've been together since uh, basically straight out of high school. Um, and uh yeah, our investing journey has sort of it, it it sort of just developed organically in time, right? And that's what's so neat about I think our our story is that you know when you reflect back on it, yes, and you look from the thousand foot view, it seems like a lot, but really it was just uh, simple uh, calculated steps along the way that led to something that now we're we're very proud of, which is uh, very neat because it becomes quite easy to uh, to to teach and and share with uh, people that are just getting started. So I'm excited for this conversation. 
Um, and yeah, about us, you know, we, uh, as I said, we, we got together quite young. We uh, set upon our journey to build our careers together, went through college together. Um, and, you know, once we had established ourselves in the workplace, immediately started uh, saving towards, you know, buying our first home, like every, virtually every Canadian does, right? Um, you know, from there, um, you know, I had read the the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, as I think probably most uh, real estate investors will reflect back on uh, as being one of those pivotal books that we we read and 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 for me it was for sure a it was it was more than the information it was a change in my mindset that that it it created so you know immediately after reading that that book uh, the focus became okay we need to buy a rent property you know it was just one that was all we had in, in our target at that time and. Uh, and so, you know, we did, and uh, and now today we own, you know, seven homes uh, in in primarily Kelowna, uh, with one in Edmonton through a joint venture, and uh, portfolio valued around six million dollars. Um, you know, great cash flow, uh, wonderful tenants, great tenant profile and and property profiles uh, in a in a market that is absolutely uh, poised to to take off. So. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, hang on a second here, brother. It's getting woo wee. It's getting hot in here. So, so, hang on a second. Bombs are dropping. You 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 glossed over. You went from one to seven properties and six million dollars. Like one little foul swoop there, my brother. It's like yeah. Um, that's fantastic. First and foremost, like, and here's the thing, uh, and we're going to dive into this. And you're making this work in arguably one of the most expensive markets in Canada out there right now. And, um, and we're going to dive into your unique way that you kind of look at this, but, but, uh, mm -hmm. let's take a step back here. Um, <laughs> rich dad, poor dad was kind of, it's that, that kind of that stepping stone for most people to get involved in, in, in that. And then you instantly after reading rich dad, poor dad, you just said, Oh, well, let's just, let's just go buy a house. Right. So, so it was that simple. Where was the first place and what did you guys buy? And in what year was that in? Yeah, so our first place was in West Kelowna. Um, year would have been, oh man, twenty was it twenty twelve? Sorry, <laughs> I'm terrible with dates. Uh, approximately twenty. So about ten years ago, right? A little <clears throat> over. Yep. Yeah. So we bought that place, uh, and and really, you know, we had looked. We were trying to find this fixer upper, and we were going to do all these things to to build equity and and. Uh, you know the way it just worked out is we we finally settled uh, on a on a property that that had an income suite in the basement. Um, so we, uh, I guess the, the 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 phrase now, which I hadn't even heard at the time, is house hacked. You know, and uh, so we put some great tenants in there. They were with us for I think five or six years. Uh, same tenants, um, you know, and uh, and they actually moved as we moved. So we sold that first home, built another one, and they moved with us. So you know, pretty neat. Uh, kind of story there for our first but yeah we didn't do anything uh, you know really all that unique on that first one it was just you know we knew we needed to have uh, some income generated out of that property uh again kind of reflecting back to uh robert kiyosaki's um you know kind of mantra throughout that book it had to generate income so that was really our, our number one criteria and we we did that and 
And uh, yeah, so it was it was great property. We did end up selling it, uh, which as as probably anybody who's in real estate investing will reflect back on on the the ones that got away. That was one that got away. Yep. So <laughs> but, do you remember? So let's 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 just go with 2012. So let, that's you know better part of 13 years ago. You bought a house with an income suite. Did it have the suite completed, or did you put the suite in? Was it an authorized suite? Do you remember kind of what you guys paid for at Ballpark? Oh, Kayla's got all those numbers. That one, I, I honestly, I don't uh, recall. I mean, it, it was uh, in the four to five hundred range um, at that time. <laughs> Again, like I say, the one that got away today, it would be over a million dollars for sure. But um, yeah, and then the the, the income suite uh, was existing, non-conforming um, at that time. Uh, the the zoning bylaws in that area actually didn't permit them. They do now. Um, but yeah, the previous owner had put in a suite and and we rented it out all the same. Again, not really knowing too much about uh, what we were doing other than, hey, we had income coming in. So, you know, great. Yeah. Um, and And you guys lived upstairs and you had the suite rented downstairs or was it the other way around? No, we upstairs, yep. nice. uh, the downstairs. So again, like nothing really unique in what we were doing. Just uh, well, here's the thing: um, the unique part about it was you did it right, and at the same time, how many people do you know probably that you graduated with and went to school with, and and so eleven years ago, how how you know? Do, do you mind me asking how old you were then? <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, I'm forty. Or sorry, thirty eight today. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, it would have been yeah late twenties, right? Right. So, so in your late twenties, not many people were buying a house at that time, right? Especially yeah, was, for four hundred and some odd thousand dollars, and I imagine it was probably nerve wracking at that time to do that. And I imagine you probably had to skimp and save, and it was probably pretty tight to even just get that first place, even though you had a rental suite in it. For sure, it was a grind. Uh, the first one always is, I think. Um, and uh, but we 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 saved hard. We worked hard, um, you know. And we we got there. It happens quicker than you you would realize, right? So for anybody who hasn't taken that step yet, you know, just just work hard at your saving, take it off the top, but and uh, and and you'll learn to live with what you have left or or very near. Um, so yeah, it does happen quick uh, for anybody that's looking to to take that first step. So yeah, and especially if. Um... If you can qualify as a first-time home buyer as well, there's some fantastic programs for Canadians to get into uh, a principal residence as your first-time home buyer. You can get into it with you potentially can take money out of your RSPs in the home buyer plan. You can actually get into it with like ten percent down or less. You know, all the pro profits you make are hundred percent capital gains free at the moment, all kinds of stuff like that. So sometimes I encourage people right off the bat, if they haven't bought a place, take a look at your first first uh, principal residence as a great starting point. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, if we were to do it all again, I never would have sold that one. I would have turned it into an up and down. I would have you know, I would have tapped into the equity and, yeah. and went and purchased what, you know, but again, it's what you don't know what you don't know. And so at that time we, we did what we thought was right. We took the, we took the profits and then we, uh, we went on to, to start kind of where we did get into more of a unique profile and that we started building new construction homes uh, and then, and then flipping those into rentals as we've, as we've gone along the way. So. Yeah. It's, it's always easy to go second guess ourselves and second guess of the shouldas and couldas and wouldas. And I, I wish, I wish I was seven foot, four and could dunk a basketball <laughs> with a full head of hair too right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, right. Know, you know one one thing i will say just quickly on that is uh you know all of that could have been avoided had we 
uh, tapped into a coach or or other resources at that time that knew more than we did, right? And and I'm sure you know had as an example, had you and I been working together, Russ, you would have you would have uh, highlighted some options that we we just didn't realize we would have had at that time. So yeah. well, you never know. Sometimes the answer is to sell. You just never know if it doesn't fit, right? However, in this case, looking back in hindsight, it's gone. Yeah, it's like one of those Homer Simpsons. Oh, it's more like well. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you sold that one place, the first place, uh, and then you parlayed that into what was the next acquisition for for you guys as well? Another principal residence, obviously. What was that? Yeah. So we uh, we did a new construction build in the same neighborhood that we were in, um, and uh, and again, so we we contracted a, a builder, bought a lot, um, and again, put in a, a basement suite into that one. So we've recently moved out of that. Uh, we were in there for a couple of years, and then uh, we've gone on to build the one that I'm in now today. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So then you 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 went from one place, you sold it, took the proceeds from that to go into, and you then built a legal a legal unit it was a duplex was it not up and down and up uh, and down yeah yeah or four up one down so okay. and, uh, and those are all rented now so um and we kind of parlayed that uh that income that we generated or uh, earnings that we generated off of the sale of the original uh and it covered the cost of the construction on one and then allowed us to buy uh, a uh, a very much dedicated investment property that had a uh, a strategic plan associated with it for um, subdivision and infill. So okay, nice. So, so then, then okay. So you went to to that one, and so man, you you jumped into the deep end pretty quick. <laughs> right after that first one, you went right into well, I'll just go find a builder, and we'll just go build our house just in the same neighborhood. So I imagine yeah. that was a fairly steep learning curve. Yeah, I mean. It, I always knew we wanted to build. Kayla loved, um, she loves new construction, she loves homes. Uh, I, my father and I had built a home when we were uh, in, I was in high school. Um, so, you know, it wasn't uh, as much of a stretch as you might think, but um, even for somebody who has no association association with it, um, there is, you know, there's great contractors out there. Um, even if you know nothing about building, you can still be uh, the financier for uh, a built project all the same. And that's kind of what we've done now, right? Um, my time is 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 pretty scarce uh, these days. So uh, we we contract all that stuff out. Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's all about the who, not how it's like, you don't need to, you know, most people who I talk to, you know, maybe will go do a little bit of building and a little bit of laying floors and, and sit there. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's 40 degrees out in the middle of summer when you feel like you should be on a boat and you're sitting there stuck putting down line a, a luxury vinyl plank flooring on, on, a, on a, on a, to complete something. I mean, going, this isn't the best use of my time at that, at doing that. Right. So yeah, and for us, it took a bit of time to get there. But you know, at the beginning, again, it was a grind. I put in the time, the effort, uh, you know, but it, it all kind of accelerated that trajectory um, and allowed us to have more equity to tap in along the way. So I, I would this, I would likely do it the same. But yeah, at this stage, now we we contract most of that uh, labor. Yeah. So you 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 bought the you you closed on the one place then you um you lived in it for correct me, how long was how long did you guys live in it for you just up until just recently wasn't it yeah it was was it four years four years okay so then you you refinance or you pulled capital out of that one 
to then build the next one that you guys then moved into as your next principal residence, correct? Kind of, yeah. We tapped. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's complicated. Uh, we we tapped into that capital to do the subdivision uh, and duplex construction on the investment uh, side of the port, uh, more investment directed side of the portfolio. Um, and then once the duplex was completed, we tapped into the equity to build this home for us to live in. Uh, uh, live in. Okay, so you uh, you bought you went from. We went from the first house to your second house. Then you bought a uh, investment duplex, and then you went from your current house you're in now to the to a new duplex that you guys just completed on built. Is that correct? Yeah, well, built an investment duplex, and now we've built we're building another investment duplex, and then we built this home. So yeah. sorry, I know it's it's hard to it's complicated. I need a I need a scorecard, my friend. It's just like connect all the dots together, and and now I get why it went from one property to seven units. <laughs> Well, it's not that big of a, you know, it did, it happened really quickly. You know, you put all these pieces in place and uh, there's a, a pretty long period of, of, of getting everything set up and the growth and the development of the portfolio. And then it's almost like a switch has gone off and all of a sudden, boom, you're at, you're at seven and, you know, two years earlier, you had one, one or two, right. It's uh, so it does happen quickly. And uh, so, yeah, that's, I do gloss over it, but really it feels like it, 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 it happened that that quickly so well it, it really did and, and the good news is you know you you identified and targeted uh and good and the great thing was is was where you're living which is fantastic and you targeted a marketplace that was on a rapid appreciation growth curve on the way up and um don't get me wrong you know some people said to go, well, that's speculation. Well, not really. It, it, if you know what's coming, if you can see what's happening, it is investing. But don't get me wrong. I, if I ever told anybody, would you ever turn down rapid appreciation on your assets? Not one person would ever say no, thank you. Right. So you say thank you. You refinance it and then you tap into some more into and more assets in that in that area. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the way we do it, it really is just sort of the icing on the cake. Like, yes, it it, it has been a tool for, um, you know, velocity, if you will. But uh, regardless, you know, had it had it say the market stayed totally stable, there was still equity that we were creating through the build uh, and cash flow that was generated through the type of buildings that we were building. So, yeah, um, yeah the, the appreciation propelled us. Uh, but it was we ran our numbers beforehand and it worked either way so yeah, nice. that's kind of really special i think about what we're doing um is that it's uh you know even even now i'm confident to move forward on projects you know in a in a relatively uncertain time in the marketplace yeah um, and and you 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 know the, i guess some people call it you force the equity on certain things by by but essentially what you do is you just take something and you add value to it you take a piece of raw land which you bought dirt and then you subdivided in many cases and then you built up more housing on it and and then after you're all said and done you add an asset on there worth more than what you put into it and then you could refinance it again right yeah it's it's kind of just a, a new construction burr with a with a um added uh piece of uh, development in 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 the mix right so yeah, again, most of the money is made on the development uh, component of it. You know, tapping into unused land for sure is uh, is where the majority of that equity is created. But 
But in addition to that, there's the uh, the lift that you get through again financing these projects, um, and and if you choose to do so, the sweat equity that you can you can also put into them. So yeah, yeah. So you had multiple different um, avenues in a marketplace that was um, had some very strong demand for for new housing that had a shortage of housing that had a high a pop in migration of population coming in okay so really mike in a blink of an eye it's like you really did go from one to seven units and um and we're going to dive into uh, into the some of the numbers of one of your your most recent transactions, and there's some really fun things. Now we could talk. Each one of them has their own story that you can have. Um, did you have to overcome any pretty big obstacles in order to get into some of these places that you were were have? Before we talk about the the first, I mean, this latest transaction, the one you're doing right now, did you have to overcome some pretty big obstacles to get into your first your first couple units, my friend? Not not. Not really. Again, it was just aggressive savings, um, you know, and having that goal in mind. Um, so, you know, we you have to put off a little bit of, uh, you know, um, immediate spending. You know, whenever all our friends were able to buy boats and cars and all those other toys, we were we were saving for the first property. And you know, so there's a bit of delayed gratification in in that sense. But uh, as far as hurdles for that first one, no, just uh, uh, you know finding the right property that suited what we were, we were up for. Um, and, uh, you know, we did, we did, we dove right into a development on, on pretty well, the first, uh, investment property, uh, kind of just didn't know what we were getting into, but, uh, saw, saw a vision at the end of it. And, uh, and, and we, we went after it. So, um, I think that's probably, uh, yeah, that would probably be a hurdle that 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 some would uh, would face uh, for us. You know, if we can see that kind of end game, uh, I I certainly have no hesitation in taking that step forward. Nice, nice. Okay, so you know, let's let's dive into your your latest acquisition, and uh, you know, I'm going to pretend I don't know much about it, <laughs> but but uh, I was I've been part of this uh, from the beginning, and there's some fun there's some real fun stories on this. And it's got a really cool insight. And we're going to talk a little bit about the acquisition. We're going to talk about the plan. We're going to talk about the financing and talk about some of the end. Do you mind if we kind of go through a little case study here? Yeah, by all means. Um, yeah. I'm assuming we're referring to the next uh, the next subdivision project. Yes, the, the, current, the current one that's in the works right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's like you just lose track of them all, right? <laughs> we just finished this uh, house that I'm in and, and, and took occupancy on it earlier this year. So, Well, why don't uh, we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we tie a bow to that one? Why don't you give, let's give a, uh, a completed picture of that one. When you bought it, what you bought it for, the, you know, the land, kind of the build cost on what you did and then what was valued at the end and kind of some, and then what are you renting it for? Yeah. So this one we, uh, we live in, um, we've got, uh, renters in the basement. Um, we're charging them 1500 a month plus utilities, um, you know, this, uh, which is under market value to be honest. Um, but it's our personal home. We're, we're pretty picky on, on who we have in here and the great young couple. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we, it, you know, we had it actually listed higher than we ended up renting it to them for. Um, maybe Kayla and I saw ourselves in them a little bit. And, and uh, in spite of what the market would have provided us, we we wanted to, you know, make sure that they had uh, had a great place to live. Um, so anyhow, um, this, this one we built for uh, um, just over a million dollars. Um, so, you know, our land cost was... Uh, 
around 300,000 um, and then around 700, 750,000 to, to, to build. Um, you know, today um, on the market, we'd be at 1.3 million. Uh, so roughly quarter million dollar lift uh, in something that I basically didn't have to do any uh, personal work on other than the financing and and lining up the the construction project and then just some some, some timing and, mm. and so so was it as simple as just you went out and found a subdivision and found a lot and just bought a lot like how how did you find that like what uh, was it something you had to dig a little bit for or was it uh, easier than most people think yeah so we had uh, we had just completed the duplex. Uh, and, and the previous subdivision. So we, we had some equity to tap into. So naturally, um, before the appraisal was even completed on that one, we were shopping, uh, as you do. <laughs> and, uh, we were struggling. It was right in the heart of COVID. Um, things were going for just numbers that I couldn't wrap my head around. We were looking for another development. Um, you know, like RU sevens down in Kelowna, we're going for one point uh what was it 1.7 million dollars the last one we saw which set a record uh, you know and, and for anybody who's not um you know schooled on the uh, Kelowna development uh RU7 is a four-plex four zoning in the core of the city so probably the most uh desirable zoning within Kelowna proper um so that's kind of what we were looking for but again the numbers we couldn't make sense of them uh so um again we sort of pivoted uh there was a uh, a lot that was available in this subdivision that we had already built in uh, previously that came on the market sort of last last minute, one of the last ones on the on the phase, and uh, the numbers looked good, and we we needed a place to put that that uh, capital, so we we jumped on it. Nice, and and were you able to? So you had to probably put a deposit down on the land. Were you able to finance the the purchase of the of the dirt at the starting point? I mean, indirectly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, sorry, the down payment indirectly through an equity takeout of the duplex, and then uh, once we um, actually had the uh, yeah the go ahead on the land, we did take a, a land like land only uh, mortgage yeah. uh, at that time. So okay. and then that rolled into a full. Um, a full mortgage through the construction um, process. So. Right, and then so then you found a, a construction company in Kelowna. Did you how did how did you find them? Was it pretty? Were there are there quite a few of them that do these kind of things, or how how did you find them? Yeah, there is. We had one that we've worked with in the past, and uh, and we're pretty loyal with people that we work with. So uh, we we've used used them again. It was uh, the third that we had built with them. They knew us. We knew them. We knew what to expect, and and uh, it was it was. You know, extremely straightforward. Almost, <laughs> it's almost unusually easy. <laughs> nice. Well, don't ever <laughs> knock wood. <laughs> Careful lightning doesn't strike or something, yeah. right? The real estate gods. Oh yeah, watch this. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Once you get the processes in place, so it's kind of just a rinse and repeat, yep. right? You know who to call. You know who to set it up. You know the process. It it happens really quickly. So, well, I, I'm I'm not quite familiar with that term, rinse and repeat. By the way, oh, hang on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So so then you you bought the land for three and change construction seven and change into it for a million and change and it it appraised when you were done about approximately how much give or take so i'm gonna look at the actual appraisal numbers that's on my spreadsheet here um yes you do have uh, you two have some of the best spreadsheets around with some yeah, analysis. 
Yeah, sorry? 1.3 million. 1.3. So you you legitimately added 250 to $300,000 equity to the process. Um, then at that, you converted it into a principal residence, right? And then you got a completion mortgage on principal residence type of a thing. Um, not going to ask you the details of the mortgage on that, but you can get some nice favorable financing on that, could you not? Yeah, I mean, that was our plan. Okay. <laughs> that, that plan, uh, we kind of hit that capacity where uh, they they looked at us uh, as a as a our entire portfolio and determined that we were no longer eligible for the the insured mortgage uh, scenario. So. In spite of meeting all the other criteria, they looked at our our, our portfolio and said, "Well, you're 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 too." Essentially, we had too many properties at that stage. Darn! So, they yeah. they they were on to you. You're you're doing this as a business as opposed to just keep doing it and rolling it into another principal residence. Plus, I, and I'm not 100 percent up on my CMHC rules and everything too. I do believe once it gets over a million dollars, you can't get CMHC insurance on it. I believe I could be wrong though. Correct. And that's, uh, or it, it was, I'm actually not certain if that's changed with the way things have gone, but we had that sub $1 million target yep. through the construction process. So we had just, if, uh, you know, contingency, if we had to go beyond it, it would have been through our just, just cash, uh, to, to carry it over. To well, meet that here's the thing is on your own principal residence, it's okay to keep the payment lower, right? It's okay to keep that lower. You had essentially built the down payment up in the, in the equity valuation of the, through the bill process. And you got a $1,500 plus rental helper on the sucker as well. Yeah. And that helps with the, again, the appraisals and the, and the debt service and all the rest of it. So it's, it's yep. kind of one of those things it's, you know, did we need the the rent a suite? Well, maybe not, but uh, it really helps through the process for the next one. So yep, right. Well, and then you know, I have a feeling when when you guys are looking to build another house out there, the dream place on the lake, closer to the lake with the dock and everything like that. I have a feeling this one will be turned into a rental property too, probably. Yeah, that's the plan. What's well, the the one nice thing? Uh, not the one of the nice things about doing new construction is you have total control on the the quality of that product so you know with this one being uh we we kind of threw everything at it as far as soundproofing and and like design in such a way that you know there's there's literally no connections between our our portion and theirs totally separate entrances there's not even any door between them uh, the two units internally so and then um, resilient channel um, soundboard and insulation so y y it's like there's nobody in there as far as you can tell it's just it, it may as well just be uh uh, structural fills. So. Well, when you're living in it yourself as your principal residence, you take the extra steps to make sure that uh, that you do all those kind of things. It's no, this ain't no retrofit of trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. This is a purpose-built property that will turn into a fantastic rental property when you guys are decide to move on to your next place. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it works out great. So nice. And then you took a little pivot and you took a little detour into, into Alberta, bought a place there and did a joint venture there. And we don't need to talk about that because I, I know uh, if anybody's <laughs> listening to my podcast, you, you, you hear enough about Edmonton to the point where you're sick and tired of hearing about Edmonton. Yeah, I want to exactly. hear about Kelowna more. And then, anybody wants, I can definitely refer them to a, to a definite <laughs> expert in the area. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, but you, you did it strategically. You, you really, you guys did did it uh why did you pivot to do into a new market a different market for you yeah so at that uh at that stage again things were 
crazy in BC and Kelowna. Um, and we were really struggling to make sense of the numbers that were coming out of here. So it was kind of twofold. One, our market was, was you know, what seemed like an unstable or unsustainable trajectory up. And uh, we didn't want to get caught up on, on, on that. And then, uh, and then two was we were looking at potentially transitioning me out of uh, working away from home. So uh, the cash flow component of of the portfolio we were looking to bolster, uh, and Edmonton provided that for us. So, you know, Kelowna, while we do uh, manage to have pretty strong cash flow on our properties, particularly over time, it's primarily been uh, an equity play for us. And uh, Edmonton, in in contrast, was a, a little bit more of a cash flow play. So, yep. a nice kind of diversification move for us. I sure hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we jump back to the conclusion, our strategic partners from Streetwise Mortgages are here with another important mortgaging tip. All right, take it away, Dahlia. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. And in the next episode, starting with this one, I will share with you some creative financing strategies that can help you. 10x the size of your portfolio and how to utilize these strategies effectively. Today, we will discuss private money. Private money involves borrowing from non-traditional lenders such as directly from private individuals, corporations, or through mortgage brokers who have access to such funds through various channels. Private money is the most expensive type of capital to use as an investor. Therefore, you have to be aware of all of the costs involved such as higher interest rates, lender fees, broker fees, legal fees, and exit fees. Due to the higher costs, this type of capital is best utilized for short-term investing, such as the burst strategy or a flip or a project where you may not be able to get traditional bank financing to kickstart the project, such as a development or construction. There is an abundance of private money available to you as an investor, and therefore, you have the power to shop and negotiate terms that work best for your projects, from loan to value, to interest rates, to frequency of payment, as well as fees. The process of qualifying for private money is more lenient, and often, lenders close on a short notice. To use this strategy effectively, here are the things you need to plan for. Number one, Validate and plan your exit strategy before entering a private money deal. An exit strategy refers to how you will pay back the private loan at or before the maturity of the loan. Assuming that you will be able to refinance with a cheaper lender once the term is up or taking someone's word for it is not an exit strategy. Invest the time upfront to work with an experienced mortgage broker who can review all of your documents and plans upfront and confirms which lender you can refinance with once the term is up. This way, there are no surprises when the term comes up for renewal. Number two, get independent legal advice. Private mortgage approvals are not standard and each agreement is different. Review the commitment with your lawyer before you sign. You do not want to be caught off guard at renewal with crazy renewal fees or terms that work against you. And finally, be careful with 100% financing. 100% financing sounds amazing for many investors as they can pick up properties with nothing in the deal. It is, however, a two-edged sword for two reasons. One, 100% financing often involves securing the mortgage against another property through a cross-collateral, which reduces 
your flexibility and exposes your other assets to the risk of the loan in case something goes wrong. Also, 100% financing means that you need a significant lift to the value of the property to pay off such loan at 80% of the value at the time of a refinance. If you are looking for competitively priced funds with assurance about your exit strategy or guidance on where to utilize private money within your portfolio, our team at Streetwise Mortgages will help you unlock your possibilities. Email us at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Cheers to your success. And, and the and the cash flow will start coming up a little bit. I know when you first got in, it was it was on the low side, and rents have, are finally starting to catch up. It's funny, just just for some insights for you, we were I was talking with my property manager, and we were looking. Sorry, this sounds really. People go, oh, you're so greedy, you greedy landlords. You're always raising the rents. Now, in in Alberta, our rents are extremely affordable and have lots of room to go up. So here's the story. We we're looking at coming out with a new rental increase. And they, my property manager recommended something. I said, well, let me just take a look. So I jumped into the market. And this was just some of my properties in Leduc. And uh, and I and I went back to my manager and I said, do you know how many properties are for rent in all of Leduc? And they go, well, no, I, I said 14, 14 wow. properties for rent in the entire area of Leduc. We're going up another 150 over what you told me that you wanted to go up. So, so it's, it, there's starting to be applications and lineups and the, the rental market is going very, very quickly in Alberta right now. Calgary, especially Edmonton, it's been lagging a little bit, but it's catching up. Yeah, we definitely saw, we had one come up recently and uh, in the spring here in, in one of the units in Edmonton and, and it turned over really quickly. Good, good profile, um, good rent. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I do see that as well, um, which is, which is great. And we, you know, look forecasting ahead, we saw that, uh, Edmonton, uh, Alberta in general was in a relatively flat state of the market, um, in a, a, a country within a country that was definitely, uh, had, had gone up virtually everywhere else. So yeah. for us, it was sort of just an inevitability, um, that it, that it would raise and then couple that with its, uh, kind of, uh, that market, I think a large reason why it stayed so uh, affordable has been their um, the sprawl component that uh, that just sort of happens with the availability of land there. Um, but then when you look at construction costs uh, that were changing and uh, and raising throughout uh, the country, it didn't I couldn't really make sense on how you could continue to build for the kind of values that uh, that properties were selling for and uh, and. From where I'm sitting, if you're going to continue to add uh, people into that marketplace, and the only way to house them is to continue to build new, it was an in inevitability that the the overall market would have to adjust up as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and just for for perspective, um, ballpark. So you in in Edmonton, you have a, a garage suite of property house with a, a garage suite. Ballpark, what are you renting your house? And it's a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house. Like, Ballpark, what are you renting the house for? So we are at, yeah, it's 2000 and they pay the utilities uh, for the main house. And then uh, uh, 1250 and they pay the utilities for the garage suite. Okay. So, so let, let's okay. do this. Let's So the house... 2000 plus utilities. So let's say they're into it for 2400 bucks and change or whatever. How much would something like that in Kelowna rent for? Um, yeah, uh, that house independent for sure, $3,500 a month. 
right? Or, Plus, and then utilities, they still have to pay utilities on top of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's such a great product out there with the, the garage suite being detached. And um, yeah, it's uh, here, it would, it, yeah, the, the numbers would be astonishing. But um, but yeah, of course, the cost would be dramatically yeah. higher. Uh, well, the cost would be at a million in front of it as opposed, instead of paying, you know, 550,000, you pay 1.5 million for it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But lo and behold, then you, you went to that place in Edmonton, and then something popped up. Um, was it about a year ago or a little, maybe a little long? Something popped up in Kelowna as an, in a good opportunity. So that's the one we're going to dive into a little bit uh, into now. So talk to us a little bit about your most recent project and acquisition and development that you guys are doing right now. Yeah, so the one we're, we're into at the moment, um, it's, uh, it's in Kelowna as well. Um, this is exactly the same profile as the, the previous subdivision infill duplex construction that we've done uh, about uh, three years back. So um, basically what happened is this property came on the market. It was just as the market began to turn back uh, down. So we kind of saw that top. Um, things weren't moving. Interest rate rates were climbing. <clears throat> you know, and uh, and for us, we just we saw it as well. Hey, we can actually we can put in an offer, and we can actually negotiate on some terms, and you know, we can do a subject financing. Like, what you know, Eureka, finally, right? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so it's a it's a great property um, with an adjacent uh, bare uh, piece of land that we. Uh, could see that we could very easily put a duplex on without demoing uh, the main house that exists. Um, and then uh, with some added potential uh, for even uh, greater density, um, you know, after diving into the project uh, a little bit more and running the numbers uh, every which way we have decided to stick with the, the duplex infill. Um, I think it, it makes the most sense in that area. And, uh, and so we are going to do that, but the, the the thing that was so uh, exciting about this one is we had virtually no opportunity cost for the development. So what we paid for that land with the development potential uh, and and house uh, was virtually what that house would have been uh, valued at uh, in spite of that development potential. So, right. So you essentially bought a house for land value in essence. Yeah, how, just as if it was a house with a you know a you know a small ten by ten backyard, we yep. bought one that a uh, you know a five hundred and fifty square meter backyard that was uh, usable um, and and could be zoned for uh, infill. Okay, just yeah. just so for my my visualization is so okay the 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 house that you so it had it was a house was on this lot do you know approximately square footage of the of the lot sorry no i i deal we deal in development it's all meters square oh, meters so, well um, I, i'm yeah, gonna... approximately 1100 square meters okay uh, and uh which yeah is you basically are looking for like our one zoning looks for a 550 uh square meter um minimum uh, in this zone, you can do uh, it's 325 square meter uh, minimum uh, parcel size. So, um, so <laughs> 1,100 square meters is 11,800 square feet, give or take. So, well, it's a nice size lot. Yeah, it's good. So, and again, like we didn't really pay anything extra for that. You know, the house uh, for sure had its quirks. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, we've, we found a way to make that work as well. We've got, uh, um, 
again, for anybody that's not in the Kelowna market, we are are still very much in a construction boom. Um, you know, these big multifamily projects that we've got going on, um, they're many years in the planning. So uh, this will continue there for some time. Yep. Uh, we are fortunate in that we're uh, connected with some really uh, amazing people in the construction world as well. Um, and so they had uh, um, basically workers that they were bringing in to Kelowna to work on these these large projects. And we we're providing housing for them, um, which allowed us to um, kind of be a, at a cash flow neutral position while we carry it through the subdivision process. Okay. So, so, so um, okay. What did you pay for that, for that, for that lot and house ballpark? Uh, exactly. So, um, we paid seven forty five seven hundred forty five thousand and 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 it was so there and there was an existing house on it and the house was on like one side of the land that and you essentially had a big bare open backyard space to it exactly that's what we look for is a house that's positioned on the lot in such a way that that uh there is land accessible without demoing that that main house that's um, that's the key there is that you can then subdivide the empty land leave the house intact and you're renting it out to some people by the room and you're covering all your costs while you're doing all this development work, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a lot. I mean, I could list a, <laughs> a number of reasons why we like that profile. One, it's it's super risk managed because at the end of the day, that house is not going anywhere. If, if nothing works out here, um, we still have a, a great house that can be either a rental or just be resold. Um, if for some reason, as an example, the development wasn't approved, you know, it's not like we go and buy this house for some uh, huge uh, land value that we may or may not be able to access and find out that, you know, maybe the, uh, uh, the geo doesn't come through and you can't put, uh, you can't put the property on that uh, unstable ground or, or something like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's risk managed, uh, which we like. And then uh, it has a number of exit strategies. So, um, you know, it could be a it could be a house that we sell. It could be a renovated house. It could be a house that we put a uh, secondary suite in the basement. We can do, you know, a, a side-by-side duplex next door. We could do an up and down next door. We could do demo the whole works and we could do a 60-unit townhouse. Like, it, it, you know, I love having all these different options to, to kind of, you know, it's it's again it's super risk averse uh, in doing it that way and uh, and I don't know that's it's a, it's pretty exciting stuff. Wow. So. Well, the really cool thing is is and gang, here's what I tell people right now is if you are buying properties in in markets like the Kelowna's and the Vancouver's and Toronto's and Hamilton's and stuff like that, you need to have a density play in it. Like if you just were just going and buying a townhouse. That's already in a complex that there is no value add to it. There's no additional anything you can add more to it. Um, you, you might you'll have a hard time cash flowing for one, but number two is there's really no upside to it. The upside is that you actually have some land that you can add density to and, and build in there. And you're essentially being your costs are being covered by the house while you're exploring all your different opportunity uh, options that you have. Yeah. Sounds too good to be true almost. Almost. So, so, so here's, here's the thing is, um, okay. So what, with all those options that you had available to you, everything from, from just a, a house with a suite to a duplex to a six unit, and you had all these different designs, what did you, what did you land on and what direction are you, you guys going on this property? Yeah. So we've kind of landed on the the side-by-side duplex with, uh, uh 
future development of the basements into essentially a fourplex. Um, at the moment, that is not uh, uh, approved in West Kelowna. Um, that said, uh, downtown Kelowna just passed a uh, revision to their bylaw that allows for secondary suites in in side-by-side -side duplexes. Uh, my expectation is that is right around the corner for us as well. Um, but either way, uh, you know, side-by-side -side duplex uh, on its own, side-by-side -side duplex with secondary suites, either way, it's a win. So right. um, I would fully anticipate this being four units by the time we get to completion. So, so you're, you're going down the path right now of on the empty land beside the current older house, you're going to put a side-by-side -side duplex and you're going to, can, hopefully you can get an exception or a variance or, or maybe they just change the bylaw and you just can put four units in. And even if you don't, maybe you rough it in and it's, you can do it after the fact too, potentially. Exactly. Uh, like a hundred percent. We will, we will. At the, at the it will end. be, it will be four uh -huh. units come heck or high water, right? <laughs> In my mind, it's an inevitability yep. in this area. Like they have to do something. Um, it's a logical step. Uh, obviously, um, you know, politically, there's it takes some time to get these things happening. Um, but you know, Kelowna's done it. Um, I, I I fully anticipate we'll do it. But regardless, uh, we will rough it in. It will be ready for it when the time comes. Yeah. But, so uh, where are further to that we actually strata strata that uh, side by side duplex so they become saleable uh individual uh entities um which has a bit of cost uh associated with that but a huge uh value as far as equity lift and then again we're tapping into that equity at the end of it all so um it's certainly justifiable and the extra extra cost to to run the the strata yeah now just for people out in eastern canada just for terminology here as well uh, we're talking essentially it's going to be semis uh, ontario eastern canada call these like semis semi semi attached semi detail we we call them duplexes out west and out east they call duplexes houses with suites and yeah, but they're semi. So think about just essentially two houses, one wall between the two of them, and whether yeah, there's a, a party wall between the two, yeah. and then uh, yeah, secondary suites yeah. or a basement suite, or um, yeah, as yeah in Ontario, I suppose they do call the the secondary suite in the basement is referred to as a duplex. Still. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So uh, where are you within the process? There, do you have do you have plans into city hall? Where where what step are you in the process? Yeah, so we've just received our PLR, uh, so preliminary layout review. So that's a response back to the city from the city to our proposal, and uh, and they've they're happy with everything we've drawn up. So next step is take that PLR, which outlines their expectations uh, for the project. We take that to the engineer. Uh, we take it to hydro. We take it to um, you know we get our surveys done all the rest of that stuff happens now and we uh we present that uh final case to the city um they'll they'll give us that uh the rubber stamp and off we go we'll service it and uh and then once the the land is registered um we will we'll start construction so nice nice so you're i say, I say that in one breath uh yeah. it's gonna be a process <laughs> well this this is british columbia and uh and bc does stand for bring cash and bring complications and right so it so you're talking what uh, 17 years to get this finished or something like that <laughs> I sure hope not, but uh, it, it it won't be quick, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, in this area and MBC in general, I think we we move maybe a little slower than I'd hope on the development side. 
you know, you could you could reframe that in a positive in that it uh, adds to the scarcity and adds to the value in the end. Um, you know, it, it kind of hard to see that light uh, when you're when you're faced with some of these bills sometimes. But uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It's, yeah, it, it was just at the end of the day, it, it's all justifiable costs. So. Yeah, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine in in Edmonton, and we were talking about the project we're looking to do, and we're just taking the next step. And they're going, "Oh man, city the municipality is so backed up. It's it's taking two months to get a, to get an application to getting permits done." Yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody wow. in two months wow that's awesome yeah in vancouver it could be two years here yeah. you know it's yeah so i guess it's all perspective um so yeah, okay it, it, so so based upon obviously you've had to do some kind of modeling and financial modeling to see if this is going to be make sense for you um, you're into the place so far for like seven. Was it seven forty five? Was the was essentially the house with land? Was that was that the number again? Yeah, seven forty five for the house. Okay. Um, and and like I said, because this one uh, we would still value it. Uh, even with the land split off, it would still we would still value that uh, in a. It would have a seven in front of it, <laughs> right? So for sure. So you know the opportunity costs for the subdivision is is. It's virtually nothing. Um, so then you're so, going to subdivide and put on side by side with suites. So what's your, what's the ballpark kind of um, build cost that you're looking at to get that kind of done now in today's? What are you modeling that for right now? Yeah, the numbers I've used is uh, around seven hundred fifty thousand for construction cost, um, and then uh, I figure our uh, based on the last one we did, and then just accounting for a few unique differences from this property, I would expect that uh, our, our servicing cost and, and subdivision to get that land buildable is probably in the, in the realm of 200,000, um, which is, yeah, uh, about, it's about 50,000 more than the last one, but I'd rather be a little bit on the conservative side. So yeah, I'm expecting we'll probably be approaching that $200,000 mark just to use the land that I own, which is, uh, <laughs> a tough pill to swallow, but it is what it is. So, um, so you'll uh, be kind of um, soft cost, development cost, getting the land ready, kind of thing is a couple hundred plus another seven and change. So you'd be nine plus the seven fifty. Is it so? Is it kind of like a one point six million dollar range type of thing, or where where are you at there? Yeah, I mean, w- what may end up happening is we may just end up selling that original home. So I kind of look at them as two. Uh, I don't really lump them into the same uh, grouping because, as gotcha. I said, that was, even when it's put off, we would still sell it for for uh, basically what we paid for it. Yeah. So uh, essentially, you got the you got the land for free in your development. Really, it's going to cost you two hundred thousand. It cost you two hundred thousand dollars to subdivide and develop it and get it to a point with the titles and the servicing and all that kind of stuff. But you have a house with that's close to seven hundred thousand that you could just peel off and sell potentially. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I figure we're, you know, we're going to be just shy of a million dollars for the project. Um, you know, at the end of the day with the, with the four units, uh, I project around 8,500 a month, uh, plus utilities for, for income, you know, it puts us around a 9% cap rate, um, with cash flow in and around that $3,000 a month, uh, range. <laughs> so, wow. So you're going to be is so around that million dollars, is that to do a full four unit build, give or take? Yeah. Holy sh- Pardon my, <clears throat> holy shit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a fantastic opportunity. And, and especially getting $8,500 rent out of it. 
for a million dollar um, asset. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, the most exciting part about this and what we did on the last one is we extracted 100% of our uh, seed capital uh, when it was all said and done. So again, part of this is kind of, we circle back to the the strata, the choice to stratify or, or party wall or um, basically separately title each side. Um, each side is now worth more than the the unit, uh, the duplex as a whole, right? Right. So again, that all becomes more equity that we can access. So at the takeout, at the end, um, yeah, we we extracted 100% of seed capital and moved on to the next one. So, so what, uh, and I know maybe, I think you were getting to it, but I, I sometimes I like to have just kind of a simple number. At the end of it, it's, so let's say it's all said and done, you've factored off the old house is kind of severed off, this new place side by side with four units. What, what what valuation are you working off of for that place when it's all said and done ballpark? Yeah, I mean the last the last one, which only would have been two units, appraised out at one point four. Um, so you know, I would I would I would say we're we're safely in that range uh, with this one. Uh, so even one point four, so right at, right there with the subdivision and and then construction component you know we're nearly a $400,000 lift holy crap uh, that's that's where i say we can extract virtually all of our seed capital yeah. from right and and okay what size of what size of units are you going to do on these on these semis on the side by side what kind of size are, what um, how many square feet stuff like that i can pull up the plan for the last one the the actual construction plan is a little bit to be determined yet yep. but uh um, yeah, sorry, I don't actually That's have okay. that. Based on what did you what did you do if it was just to take the carbon copy of the the one that you just that you're in now or the one you just recently did? Yeah, what were we 20, 2,500 square feet aside? I think is what we did. They yeah. were they're size units. Well, they're so. huge. They're huge units. Um, yeah. Parking is it attached, detached? What kind of what kind of parking? Yeah, so we're kind of targeting a, a, a certain profile uh, of yep. tenant at the end, and and so we want a, a garage. Yep. Um, even if it's a single, we want a garage uh, for them. Uh, I know that's it's kind of that missing middle that we're trying to uh, to cater to. Um, everything that's going on around us is is from a rental perspective, anyhow, is virtually all uh, one and two bedroom condos. Yep. Uh, so as you said, it's pretty hard to make sense of uh, renting out townhomes uh, in Kelowna. So unless you're doing something like this, nice. uh, yeah. So uh, we're 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 catering to that, and so there's certain things that we figure that that demographic is looking for, and, and a, a small garage uh, for some storage, a small backyard space for some pets, you know, um, something that you can't get in a condo. That's the things that we're uh, really very much trying to provide them for. Yep. Uh, Wow. Now, just for your own perspective, um, Mike, um, I'm doing a little exercise where I'm kind of, I belong to, I have a national perspective and I was doing a, a little exercise to just get to benchmark side-by-side -side duplex pricing across the country. And I've just been kind of going in different markets and saying, what, if I was to plop this down here, what is this worth here? Like, for example, in New Westminster, you can get a 2,000 square foot per side, side-by-side -side duplex for one, what are they selling at? One point, just under 1.8 million for, for that. On Vancouver Island, that same thing is going between 1.8 and 2.2. In Ontario, those things are like uh, 1.8 to $2 million. So I'm just sitting there going... Uh, you might be, and I know I'm not doubting your number, but there, I think there's a huge upside there for you, my friend. 
Uh, I'm pretty conservative with that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I, I kind of base it on what I expect the appraisal to come out at yep. more than anything. Um, so yeah, there's probably more in it, but, uh, to be conservative, I'm pretty happy with those numbers as they are. So yeah, even if at 1.4 and you build it for, for a million, it's just like, holy macaroni, you're into it for nothing. So the question really would be is, um, how many of those do you want to do? <laughs> yeah i know well, that's not a trick question <laughs> but, but we, we uh we certainly like the profile um so yeah I, I i would we'll just keep we'll just keep building them uh yeah. i don't you know there's we've looked at big multis and and all the rest um for us it's uh you know this is sort of the the niche that we've we've found um i like it it's exciting uh i like the development uh process i like construction i like the planning all that part of it yeah. so um, yeah i i have no reason to think that we won't just continue down this yeah. this path and, and seek out uh you know kind of clever ways to access land that other people aren't um and if that means you know taking a an attached carport and and knocking it off and moving where the driveway is, you know, something as simple as a carport being removed that has virtually no value on on the home, uh, but could unlock potential land. Um, you know, those are the kind of things we we look for. So yeah, yeah, and really, what's not to like? I like about it, and and I remember, and I I was remiss here if we would not tell. Um, the closing story of this latest property. There was a really fun, fun story on, on this latest one that closed. So uh, I'm going to let you, uh, you know, tell the story about when, when you eventually went to go f- see the place uh, after you closed on it. Then there was a, there was a, a little surprise there for you. Yeah. So this is a good, this is a good, uh, as I alluded to earlier, there is some quirks, uh, with this one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the story went, uh, went basically like this. So closing day came, uh, Kayla, who at that time, my wife, who's, uh, eight months pregnant, um, her and I meet, uh, a realtor at, uh, at the home and, uh, we're all excited. Uh, you know, everything's smiles and laughs and, uh, you know, catching up with our realtor and, uh, grab the keys and, you know, possession day, it's a good day. So we put the key, I put the key in the door, open the door and, uh, and look in the home and, and at the top of the stairs, I see, uh, I see the previous owner standing there and he's looking down at me and, and I'm like, I'm taken back. I'm like, okay. Cause we, we closed on this. It was ours. Uh, he was, uh, expected to be, a, uh, vacated the property at this stage. And, uh, and so anyhow, all he says is, oh no, and I'm kind of, you know, I don't really know what to think of it. I go, oh, hey, you know, typical Canadian. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Sorry for intruding on you in my home. <laughs> yeah, this is my house. I just spent seven, three quarters of a million yeah. dollars on, but sorry no, for but, coming into my house. <laughs> assuming it's an honest mistake, right? That uh, he's just somehow got the date wrong or whatever, right? And and so, hey, sorry, you know, we uh, we expected you to be out uh, today's possession day. We're we're looking to to come in and and uh, and have a look around the property and and take possession and. And again, he just sort of looks at me and uh, kind of stunned and he goes, oh, no. And uh, so now I'm really confused. I'm like, what what's going on? And uh, he goes, uh, I've, I've got a uh, I've got a call girl coming to the house right now. Um, and uh, <laughs> and Kayla is standing beside me again, eight months pregnant. And uh, she her jaw drops. And I'm just like, you've sorry, you've got a, a, an escort coming to the house right now, my house. Well, on our possession day, 
And again, just, oh no. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, so he does, uh, he goes, oh, I'll call and cancel. I'll call and cancel. Or I'm like, yeah, well, that would be a good idea. And uh, we do get him out of the house. And he takes, uh, I, I, and this is, this is uh, classic. He, he has a duffel bag and a 24 pack of old Milwaukee. And he walks out the front door into a cab and off he goes. That was the extent of his move out of a home that had a life worth of possessions in it. So in that moment, we, uh, we inherited all the food in his fridge, all the food in his cupboards, the dirty dishes, uh, you name it. An absolute mess of a house that he had left it in. And, uh, and yeah, so we, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't exactly a rosy, uh, rosy start, but... Um, well, he, did, he leave you a, did he leave you an old Milwaukee at least? Or did he leave you a beer? Yeah, he did offer. So I think, you know, we're pretty okay. much there. Uh, oh, and among other things, there was, like, he left a car uh, sitting on jack stands in the, you name it. Like, uh, anyhow, it was thousands of dollars to uh, to get all the, the junk into a bin and out of there and cleaned. We did smoke remediation. Like, you know, it, there was certainly, there was some work that had to happen. And, and drawing a quick parallel at that at that same time as we're closing on that property, we're taking occupancy on the home that we are moving into. Again, my my pregnant wife and I into this home that I, I'm currently living in, all at the same time. So, like, it's one of those things you, you don't really have the time to deal with this right now, but you you kind of have to find a way. So, wow, that's a crazy crazy story. Hang on a sec, my friend. That's uh that's got to deserve some fire for that one for sure, right? And always where there's fire, there's bombs that are explode. I mean, if, if taken out of context, a guy could think, you know, oh, that's a reason not to. All right. And, uh, you know, and those moments absolutely are going to happen. There's going to be moments where, you know, if you tell the story, someone will say, well, I would never want to be a, deal with that. I couldn't imagine dealing with that. Uh, you know, but he, for us, we always kind of have that that big perspective that long game in mind and uh you know i in 10 years you know we're gonna look back on that on that purchase and i know we'll look back on it and just say man thank goodness we we move forward and, and didn't let that stop us so and that's kind of real estate right like these things happen um but you got to move forward you got to be able to pivot and find solutions to problems yep. and uh, and just and just keep going and in time it's going to work out if you can be a problem solver along the way. Well, you're going to have to give a special name to that project. It's got to be the old mill project, right? <laughs> I like it. We'll put a, uh, yeah, a little we'll little plaque or something over here. The old mill. <laughs> I might cement uh, cement a near uh, an old Milwaukee into the foundation. Uh, maybe a couple. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That's um, holy crap. That's uh, those are some. And you're you're making it work. You're making you know most people will sit there and go, well, they'll just toss out Kelowna's and the Vancouver's and the areas in Toronto's and Hamilton. They'll just toss it out. Price is too high, right? Except for if you're an expert and you're an expert in the area and you got the good boots on the ground and you know how to how to take you know an old mentor of mine once said, you take chicken chicken salad, take chick chicken and turn it into chicken salad, right? Um, you just essentially have created, you create the deals, right? You make the deals happen. And not only are you making them happen, you're forcing some incredible equity numbers on that by by doing some development work at the same time. So that's fantastic. Very proud of you, my friend. Very proud of you. 
us. It's uh, it's exciting, and and what's really neat about it is again, it's it's you know while it sounds quite complicated, um, it's it's pretty accessible um, to to pretty much anybody that's willing to just put in the time and and learn the process uh, and consult with the right people. Um, so you know, I look back and it's it's you know I, I don't really. I don't really think it's a big step. Uh, you know, in a, you know, when you tell the story, it sounds like, you know, your first investment property was a multi or a year long development project. Well, yeah, I didn't even, didn't even, didn't even register at the time. We just, we just did it. We just, and, and things came up and we were <laughs> surprised on some, uh, some costs and some numbers and, but we moved forward and you just press on and man, the, the things that you learned through the, through the process, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's priceless that part. So yep, and and you're doing all of this with a fairly um, busy, demanding full time job and a brand new young family and and all that kind of stuff too. So you're able to do it all. All you're able to fit all this kind of stuff in while 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 working full time. Yeah, it, uh, it some days it's a lot. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's uh, I think that's kind of you know that. Uh, that my personality anyhow. Um, and, and maybe there's some parallels to, to draw to, you know, some of the competitive, uh, sports that I, I do. And I, you know, you just, you're always pushing, you're always trying to be better and, and take that next step. And, you know, sitting idle is sort of the, the last thing you want to do. And yeah, so yeah, it, it is busy, but, uh, it's also, it's exciting. Yep. And, and you guys have a, a very, um, unique plan in place that you're you're trying to execute again. So why why are you working so hard right now? You're you're doing all these projects and building and developing plus working full time and full time dad. What is what is your big reason why you want to do all this, Mike? Yeah, I mean ultimately I think I think the the commodity we're seeking is time, uh for sure. You know, it's not really about the cash. It's about the the time and the life that that the cash provides. So yeah, I, I mean, long long game is is you know re- retiring uh, with our son and and living off of the passive income that all of these uh, these investments generate. And uh, and then along the way, it's providing a great quality of life for us as well. So um, you know, originally, you know, looking back about two years, the the goal was just to have me uh, around. Uh, with with our son on the way we're planning for having our son on the way i should say at that time but uh you know now um i'm i, I have a, a, a job from home which arguably uh, i i was uh, i qualified for more on the merits of the things that i learned through real estate than the things that i learned in my career right because i all the the business components uh that that the real estate has taught me the the networking the communication um you know and then and just uh, prioritizing your time. All, all those things are things that I learned through that process. And, and that qualified me for um, developing in the career that I was already in. So yep. it's kind of a neat thing that uh, you, you, I didn't anticipate. But it, it, now that I look at it, it's 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 obvious, right? Yep. So uh, I know this is a big general question. And I usually ask a little tighter of a question. But but. The, this is an appropriate question. What's next for you? You've 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 accomplished a lot of things in a very short period of time at a young age, and you know now young dad, and you know you're 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 doing your work and you're gaining the momentum with some good skill sets, and you've built a, an arguably a, an impressive portfolio with more ambition for more. What's next for you? Yeah, good question. Um, 
you know, the last little while has, has really been focused on on family, which has been amazing. Um, but, you know, the, the real joy is uh, helping people um, for me. So I, I definitely see uh, more joint ventures in our future. Uh, I see more um, mentoring and, and coaching in our future. Um, I, I love the process of helping someone. I, I wish I had have reached out for more of that when we were getting started. You know, if I if I have one regret is that we didn't, you know, I thought I had to do it all on my own. And I, yeah, I didn't, right? There's people out there that have, that would have propelled us that much quicker. I'm not, there's no regrets, don't get me wrong. But uh, if I was to give my young self advice, it would be go and, and mentor with somebody that can teach you the things that you need to know that you're inevitably going to learn on your own, but you'll learn them quicker and it'll save you some money along the way. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Goals, just uh, continuing to to develop out this portfolio, work with more joint ventures, and uh, and keep adding to the housing supply. I, I like, I feel good about that part of it. You know, uh, it's just, it's you gotta you gotta be proud of what you're doing as well. I think, and and I am, I'm proud of of that, and and providing great houses to uh, to really, it's just wonderful people, um, friends in in the majority of cases, I would call them all friends. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a pleasure to, to be in this business. So, and, and I think you said something a little while ago that was really resonated for me anyways, is that you get to a point where you build this up and then you start buying your time back. And then you start, then once you bought back that time and you maybe have some additional time, then you pay it forward to the next Kayla's and Mike's along the way. And you pay it forward to help mentor other people along on their process as well. That's, that's fantastic. That's, um, yeah. That's why maybe we align really well there. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, it's great stuff. So, um, you know, uh, again, I kind of circle back. And Russ, you you have so many amazing uh, people on this podcast and and your YouTube channel and and doing things that absolutely would just you know they blow your mind. But what I the people I want to speak to for a quick moment here is the people that are wondering if they can do it, uh, looking to get started. I'm, I'm telling you that you can, and, and it's easier than you think. And uh, just have that positive mindset and, uh, and consult with, with experts and, uh, and, and do the homework. And, and when you hit a roadblock, keep going. And, and you'll look back. It won't take long. And you're going to look back and just be so proud of what you've done. Um, it's, yeah, I just... I want to see everybody else uh, succeed in this uh, oh. in this as well. So. Wow, that's amazing! Hang on a second. Woo wee! It's getting hot in here, and 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 it is getting hot in here. <laughs> it's like we're, we're we're finally starting to get into the summer here. I imagine you guys are nice and hot out and toasty out in the Okanagan right now. Oh geez, there, it was uh, the trucks at thirty five the other day. Like it just like a switch went off. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, summer's here. I think so. So I'm not I'm not gonna let you go yet. Do you mind if we have a few more minutes? I do have a couple more questions. If if you don't mind, like here's the thing: is when you when you have someone that's done what you guys have done so far, I don't want to let you go because I want to extract. I want to extract so much out, and I just want to share you with a bigger audience and share you with a big bigger world. Now, speaking of sharing, um, where where do you hang out? Where's kind of social media? Where can, can somebody find you? If somebody wanted to reach out, maybe have a conversation about the Okanagan what's the best place to get a hold of you yeah so we run a lot of our uh stuff through the website so um that's uh, the MK West yeah. properties 
Gaywest.ca. Yeah, thanks. Oh, hey, look at that. That place is beautiful. I'd want to own properties. Well, there. I tell you, I, I actually just <laughs> jumped on your website here. It's it's come a long way since we first talked about. It. There's an awful lot of really good stuff on here. It, it's when we first talked about it, it was just fairly bare bones, but you've got a lot of you've you've built it out a lot more since. I've got to update that even still. We got two ads to that. So well, um, I see this one. What was the one coming soon? I clicked on the coming soon. It says coming soon in 2022, I think it said. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little behind. It's been a busy year with uh with the little guy, but uh yeah, no, it's uh yeah, so uh, through there, there's con- like contact us up in the right corner there. Um that's a great kind of place. I've got a couple little uh uh, tools that we've built. Uh, you can call me, text me. Uh, honestly, it's it's kind of open door. I'm happy to happy to help. Um, love having conversations with with people that are excited about it, uh, excited about the business. And then on uh, Instagram, primarily um, MK West Properties, um, and then uh, a little bit on Facebook. But uh, I don't know if that. Yeah, there you go. Nice, nice. You guys do you guys do a high quality job with stuff you do. You need to do a little more, but but that's <laughs> my, but uh, but I I will I will give you a break. <laughs> you're you're crushing it already. So uh, yeah, like I said, one of my intentions was to 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 you know, and I I joked and had a little tongue in cheek about rising star. I think your star is already risen, by the way, my friend. But I know you, and I know your passion, and I know I know who you are as a person and your ambition, you've just started. Um, you're in, you're in inning two of a nine inning ball game for you. And, and you, you haven't even, dis, you haven't even begun to discover your true power. You haven't yet. Like it. And when you step into it, you will know, and we will know too, because it'll be, there'll be, there'll be aftershocks when you really step into it. Oh, well, that's uh, incredibly kind. Thank you. I'll say, yeah, we'll, it's exciting. So we'll, uh, we're just, we're pressing on and yep. uh, working with great people along the way. So, um, and building, building doors. <laughs> well, I think we've said an awful lot here, but I do want to leave with one thing. And you were kind of touching on it already. And it, and it could be the exact same thing you just said if you wanted to reiterate it again. But and one of the things I like to share with people, um, or I always ask a question of my guest, is I call it the, you know, if someone, if you were, if we were sitting here having a cup of coffee, and I'm feeling a little bit stuck. And I've listened to this podcast with you and you're just literally on fire, right? You're doing things and stuff like that, but I'm feeling stuck. What would you share with me in order to help me take that next step forward for myself? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, if you're feeling stuck, uh, one of the things that always gets me uh, fired up and motivated is, uh, well, there's a couple of things. One of them is is just being hopping on podcasts, uh, like listening to podcasts, I should say, getting immersed in that uh, environment again, diving into a good book on the subject. Um, those are those are uh, things that that really work. And then, uh, you know, just even analyze a deal, right? Even if you're, you don't think you can do it, analyze a couple of deals and, and dive into the numbers. And I, 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 I would uh, I would argue that you're likely to find that passion through that process um, again because I know when I even just you know just before we hopped on the the call I updated a pro forma um, you know and it takes a matter of minutes once you've done a couple of them and I'm I'm looking at the numbers going you know wow holy I must have, did I where what what did I miss here 
and check and double check and no, no, that's, you know, so now again, the, the, the passions ignited and I, I'm like, okay, I gotta, we gotta get moving on this. One. Yeah. Well, and I was, I was joking, but I wasn't joking when we, I was talking to you and say, if these are the numbers and this is what is going to come, like how many of these can you, do you want to buy? Like, seriously, I was, I was joking, but not joking at the same time. Yeah. I don't want, uh, honestly, <laughs> this is sound a little, uh, yeah, maybe over overkill, but I I don't want to see any unused land just sitting there with 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 no housing on it. Like, and it doesn't have to be all of us, but I definitely wanted to to be part of building a chunk of those. Um, so, yeah, uh, how many do we want to do? Uh, as many as we can. Yeah. Uh, so personally, I think you know this. It it kind of becomes one of those organic growth uh, periods now that we're in with the amount that you you know, once you hit a certain capacity and they just sort of steadily appreciate and, and steadily you're paying down, you know, in a, in a pretty predictable time, timeline, equity becomes accessible again. So, you know, for us to do one every, even just Kayla and I on our personal financing, uh, one every two years is a totally attainable target. Um, and then, you know, that becomes exponential when we start uh, looking at working with other, other investors that, uh, maybe just know they want to be uh, in the Kelowna market, um, aren't really sure how to make it work and, and attain cash flow and, and the nuances. Maybe they, maybe they really want to do an infill project, but uh, you know, they want to work with an expert on, on just one, right? Maybe we do that. We partner one on one property. Uh, they learn everything uh, through that partnership and then off they go on their own path. Right. So um, yeah, lots of, again, kind of as many as we can do, I guess. Is nice. The, nice. Well, good answer, by the way. So, but, uh, and, and do I have your permission? I would love to follow up with you guys on a fairly regular basis. It doesn't have to be like every month, obviously, but we're, we always check in every month because we have a, a, um, you know, when I say we, I always, I, sometimes I take personal, I take personal pride in the people I work with of a lot of their accomplishments because I want to see good people win. And I'm from Saskatchewan and we have an old saying is use good people and you and your wife and your brand new son, you're about as good of people as I've met and I want to see you win. And I take, I take a personal accountability and responsibility to making sure that I can help you win. And and so the, the, what I'm trying to get to is I would love to have permission that we can maybe do another episode and say a year check in on the progress of what we're doing, of what we do, sorry, we, what you're doing. And um, I actually want to come out there. I want to do, a, I want to film something on site and do a, do a pro a video right on site on, on one of your, a couple of your projects. Are, are you opening down for something like that? Absolutely. We could do, uh, we could do the tour. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. maybe we can get on a boat or something too, and have that beautiful Kelowna background out there and on, on, on the, one of the beautiful lakes out there. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds excellent. Right on. Well, I tell you what, um, I look forward to sharing this story on my platform for many more years to come because it's just started. And I know it's, you know, it's, it's when I say just started, it's come a long way, but just wait till you see this in another 10 years from now. If this is the progress you guys have made in 11 years, just wait till you see in 11 years from now what this is going to become. I'm honest to goodness, I'm, I'm popping a bowl of popcorn because this is going to be an epic movie, my friend. <laughs> That's awfully good. Thank you. Right on. Yeah. Okay, We're everybody, excited. this is Mike and Russell. And we're signing off until the next one. Bye for now. 
what did you think of today's episode? Did it make you think about differently about a market that you traditionally might have you know, might throw out and say, well, the market's just way too high. Can't make it work. You know, this market doesn't work. Well, you know, I have to go to another market. I got to go down to Texas. I got to go down to Florida. I got to go buy cheap houses in Ohio and Utah and all this kind of stuff. Or are you maybe just relook at your market? Maybe there are opportunities in your market. Maybe there is an opportunity to change densification. Maybe there's an opportunity of taking something with a large lot, small house on it, sever off a piece of land sell off the house individually, subdivide the other pieces, and then you have a fourplex on there after you're done, maybe. You just never know, right? Maybe this will just open your eyes to looking at things a little bit differently. So once again, Mike and Kayla, you guys are just crushing it out in the marketplace. And it is such a wonderful story about just doing it one property at a time. And you know what? Lo and behold, you wake up seven years later and holy moly, there's six million dollars of real estate here. And there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent roll coming in. And it's just, it's amazing. It just warms my heart. This is this is why I do this is really to just share these amazing stories to just help nurture and help people grow and take the next step that's right for them. So gang, if you are interested, um, Mike and Kayla are coaching clients of mine, and this is some of the, uh, you know, just some of the results that you can have with a really good coach on your side. And if you are interested in um, maybe diving into a personal coaching plan or a personal coaching program with somebody who's been down the road before you and somebody that can point you in the right direction and somebody who can help you take the next step that's right for you. I do have some capacity and I do have some availability for uh, taking on new coaching clients right now. So if you are interested and coaching is the right step for you, you caught me at a good time. So I can't guarantee in the future if I do have a spot available, depending on when you're listening to this. But as I'm recording this in spring, summer of 2023, I do have some capacity and I'd love to have a conversation with you to see if coaching will fit with what you're looking for. Okay, gang, with all that being said, a couple of cool episodes upcoming. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to one of my secret weapons coming up on the financing side. Uh, we got some really cool follow-up stories on, on this, and I'm going to have a deep dive conversation about um, what I call getting started. And it's going to be a different way of looking at getting started. It's not going to be just getting started by in your first place. It's going to be taking a look at what version you are within your real estate investing and how do you transform and how do you transition up to the next level? Because no matter what, if you go from version two to version three, you're just starting on version three of your story. Now, how do you make that leap? How do you transition? Got a cool presentation that I'm going to share with each and every one of you, but that's upcoming. And always remember, in every interaction you have with another person, leave them feeling inspired encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. 
Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now.